Welcome back, everybody, to our final episode of the UR Pod. Usage Drake, I'm Husey, coach of the Cashews. I'm daring coach of Where is my ring? Where's my ring? I'm just starting. <laughs> you just hold your hat. Unless you want to come out of your bank account next year. <laughs> and who are you? You've been uh, copying me there too much, dear, even on the name introductions. All Hughes is after is um, Baz, coach of the Clint Stein, daddies. Perfect. Now, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> now, we'll start with the lowest score this week. Derry, how'd you go? How did I go? 377 this week. Ooh. Dropped nine spots. 29. Only nine to a total of uh, 206 I rounded out the year out. Now... That's a solid. Although disappointed at 206, I've thought about it. I'm for a first crack, 206 out of 28,000 people. I'll take that. I will. Take yeah, bloody hell, that's yeah. fantastic. I wasn't, I wasn't wet sales at, at the end of the year, <laughs> but I was consistent. Yeah, no, you had a really good year, mate. Well done, carried us. Uh, tell you what, the wet. All right, here we go. Yep, no worries, mate. Go for it. Um. Score of 405. Put me with a ranking, a round ranking of 650. And I finished the overall score, overall ranking of 574. So I moved up 48 spots. <laughs> I thought you were in the top 50. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty close. I was bloody top 50 for the second half of the year. But you know what they say about... Say about the second half of the year. Like most people refer to it as a wet sale. That's all right, Baz. You were very good, actually, towards yeah. the end of the year. Very, very good. Yeah. You're going to be, you're going to be uh, my favourite going into next year. Really? Yes. He pulled his finger out of his ass once he start. Once I got in the segment, he really took off, didn't he? It wasn't. I don't think it was yeah. that. I think he might have just. Um, I think what Baz did really well. Um, sorry, before we get into yeah. this, but I think he. He crunches the numbers really well. The break evens and the and the and the projected and stuff. He, I think he nailed that towards the end, and he started yeah. making bulk kanga. Really, yeah. really got into that. I think, and that's one strategy I think I'm going to learn because people above me were worth about three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars more, yeah. and it only makes sense that they were able to trade in and out better yes. because they have more cash. So yeah, spot on. That's that's yeah. Yeah, we'll get to that a little bit later on. Uh, I had three eighty. You're actually. Jerry, stop it, mate. You're making me blush over here. <laughs> <Whew>. <laughs> I was got 384 for the week, um, which, I mean, we all know my last six was six weeks. Apart from one week, it was a complete write-off. So to finish 1707, I wasn't disappointed because I finished eighth for a week. And uh, Does that get you in the top 10%? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Top 7%, I think, or top 8%. Yeah, you'll get them next year, mate. Yeah, no, I'll we'll, we'll be good. I'm actually nervous as, like, because this you've no, got a reputation to make. Well, I do, I do, but there's also <laughs> no strategy. There's nowhere near as much strategy going into my team, so it's all based on luck, and you're not always lucky. <laughs> no, you know what I mean. Either. So um, anyway, anyway, uh, heroes for the week. <laughs> Who do you have, Sales? Um, who did I have? Um, yeah, again, it's probably PJC, Mr. Consistent for me. He's probably just, might as well just put a cape, cape on him and lock and load him. He's been elite for me the last few weeks. So, yeah, to beat PJC, he'd be my hero. You've changed since Sunday. That's interesting. It was Sunday. You had Will McDowell water Sunday night. So you gave us. Yeah, okay. I'll see where you're going with that. Um, now <laughs> I didn't want to pick two, so I, <laughs> I, I had um Gary Clark, I call him the god of Illawarra, mm. god of the gong. He's yes. um, he's transformed that side. Well, with, with Jason, with um, yeah, with Tatum. Tatum, he's so bloody good, isn't he? Oh, just ultra consistent, mm. double yeah. double machine, just yeah. mid range, three point inside, yeah. gets it done. He defends really well, plays hard. I'm intrigued to see how the gong go in the in the 
playoffs. I hope, well, obviously, I hope they don't beat Tasmania. Yes. But it's not a matchup that I think Tasmania are going to take, have to, can take lightly whatsoever. No, I don't know if there's any matchups you can take lightly. I, I reckon Sydney are going to play with real desperation now, regardless of how you much they hate you know, you know, seeing Sydney on the odds playing over 10 bucks. Mm. This, with what they've done and their squad, I still think they're yeah. a legitimate chance to win it. And yeah. that's the great thing about the final series yes. like this. The six teams that actually, you wouldn't be surprised if they could go all the way. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I had Will Magnate, um based off uh, more round 18 and only obviously having four trades since then. I had to start someone from either Tassie or Adelaide for the weekend. I went with Will Magnate, who knocked out 35 in one game. So... Really happy with his work. On the flip side, uh, Bricky, I'd Marcus Lee. He was, uh, <laughs> again, costly around rank. And yeah. just hasn't gone away. Yeah, he's a flog. He can go and get fucked. Um, my, my, my Bricky was uh, obviously Bryce Cotton, not playing in the second game, had the captain on him. Um, yeah, that cured you, didn't it? Well, it did. I've got 377 and I only had one score as captain. If he gets 30, I'll get an extra 60 points. And I'm looking at I'm looking at more than you guys for the week. So yes. it's 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 annoying. It's very, very annoying. But I only have myself to shoot in the foot for that decision because they were not playing for nothing. They really couldn't go. They could go first on technicality, but they're never going to go first, and they couldn't drop second. So I should have thought a lot better and picked someone from Illawarra or New Zealand that actually had a little bit more to play for. But um, you didn't listen to the pod last week, did you? No, I didn't. We I did. talked. We talked about that uh, for I, a good I, ten minutes. I, I didn't. I didn't talk. I didn't listen to the pod, and I I didn't listen to myself. I had Gary Clark during the week. Mm. I Cheatham and Clark. And then I thought, no, nah, Cotton, Cotton, he'll finish the year strong. He'll and he had a good first game. He's got yeah. 31. Yes. Like, so, um, yeah. yeah, Bryce Cotton, you can take your MVP and you shove it where the sun don't shine. <laughs> so, let's say he scored 31 in that second game. That would have pushed you in the top 180. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, we all have things through. Yeah, and I mean, that's it. But um, also, some yes. of those other people are Cotton owners um, as yes. well. So, that includes myself. Mate, you're not in the top 200. Yeah, I know, but just when Derry said that he would have answered quarters if Cotton had played, I just wanted to put my hand up and just say, well, I Cotton as well, so I would have got another 30 points who's out of it. Who's so, your boy, Baz? My bricky, well, I could give it to Cotton, but you've already done it. So I'm going with Pinder because, Pinder because he played two games and he scored 35. At least Cotton only played one and scored 31. This yeah, play was... Two games and scored thirty-five. Pinder's Pinder's blocks this year have been up, down, up, yeah, down. Been, down. Yeah, there's been. I I only had him. Yeah. It's a Denzel Valentine of big men. Oh man, sorry. Yeah. I couldn't believe he was how in. They um, how they use him that frustrates me more. Yeah, definitely. Next year I'm staying away from both sides. They're going for guys exactly like Doolittle that just play consistent every week. They're not up or down. They're just the same. What were you going to say, Um, I just, I just reckon with um with Pinder, like people were talking about, oh, he's probably all NBA, all NBL first team, or he's at least making the second. I don't, I don't reckon he was even close. I don't even reckon he was like virtually in the discussion. So I can't believe you yeah. <laughs> We he's going for that next year. Mentioned that earlier in the year. We reckon he was tanking for next year. <laughs> he's going to have a blinder next year. Uh, all right, we'll quickly go over uh, the captain review. Uh, so last week I had Cotton as number three projected of 60. We fucked that up. He scored 31 in one game, so on track for 62. <laughs> so pretty close, not bad. Uh, second, I had Clark. Uh, expected 60, scored 65, was ranked second. And first, PJC expected 63, actual 69, ranked first. 69. That was pretty good this week, Baz. No, you were pretty good. I was happy with it. I was happy with your work, mate. Yeah, I'm glad you've ticked off on it. Righto, time for Derry's Bake. Rightio. So we're not doing the, we're not doing the sound tonight? No. Okay. Um, so I'm going to ask you a question, okay? If you've worked at a job for five years... <laughs> Okay, you've worked at a job for five years. 
and you've been there majority of the time. So you've, you've, it's not like you've gone on holidays or anything. You've been, or had a baby or whatever. You've just done your job year after year. Do you consider yourself a a young gun? Do you consider yourself just <laughs> just a just a, um, a, a maybe you could consider yourself a veteran, or do you consider yourself an established member of of the team? Well, in my job, I would say established. Established, Barry. Established. Yep, established. So how in Christ the Sam Froling 142 games of NBL. In you can you're in AFL, that's father son. Your kid can play. Your kid can <laughs> to play for fucking the same team. He's played there for half a fucking decade and he's the next generation award. Are you joking? Well, I can't wait to see what his next five years of the generation's going to be. It's just, it's, it blows my mind that there's guys like Karen Armstrong, Alex Tui, Jalen Galloway, there's guys like this rolling around in the NBL mm. who are genuinely next generation. They yes. are the definition of the next gen, yes. going maybe to NBA, something else, you know, mm. and there's a guy that's been there for five years, he's been on the Boomers Olympic squats, and he's the next gen fucking... Yeah. Uh, the award show, I, I, the award show was shambles. I didn't watch oh, it. Shit I saw the highlights. Oh, shit I saw the highlights. I saw the highlights. Oh, the highlights. There was enough. There was a, that was enough. <laughs> that was absolutely enough. And I didn't finish it. When I said that Sam Farley won the next gen award, I was just like, "That's ridiculous. <laughs> that is absolutely ridiculous." His kid could get drafted to the same team. You know, oh, there's only one thing that comes to my mind that gives it a little bit of clarity. And that's the fact that when he was in line for Rookie of the Year or whatever it used to be, that that was the year that they changed it. So? So he he should have won some sort of... Can I also... I mean, I know he shouldn't have won this this year, but he should have won some the other year. Could I add in that as um, angry as you are that... Karen, Tui, Galloway didn't win it this year, Derry. Don't worry, mate. They've got the next six years to win one. Yeah. So, if... Um... You're right. No, you're right. It's... Yeah, you may as well... You're like, God, you may as well fucking put Angus Glover in. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of the award show... Yep. It was an absolute disaster. Piss take. <laughs> Having a bloody magician on the NBL award show. Who thought of that? You say that blokes have been in the job for five years there. Some bloke at the NBL that's been in the job for five years goes, get a magician in. He's not established. He's a next gen. Bloody hell. Magician, I, I thought it was a piss take. I, this bloke the, walked onto the stage I, with a bloody mascot. The, the, problem, the, problem with, the problem with the NBL, the problem with the NBL is they are doing, no, last week as well. So I wasn't here, I wasn't here last week. But I'll tell you what, last week, every single time I went to check my players' fantasy scores, I couldn't open the fucking box score. Yeah, we talked Oh, my. Two weeks in a row, they have just gone and said, you know what, we're we're just going to have no professionalism whatsoever. (laughs) Our app doesn't work. Our app's fucked. And then you go and hire. Hey, we've got a ladder predictor. We've got got Justice Crew, Timo Manning. Reese Maston, but you go and get a fucking magician. What is their budget? What is their fucking budget? Like, send these teams to America for, for two weeks and, and <laughs> fuck the whole NBL roster, but they can't get a proper award show. Uh, I don't know. It worked out pretty well for us getting uh, Wardenberg for a month. Who didn't get a rebound? The whole month. <laughs> And now we get half court shots. Fuck him too. That was that this week or last week? Uh, that was last week. You said that. Oh, <laughs> mate. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad it's over. I'm glad it's over. I can just watch the. Do you fight. know what else? There we go. Tell me about the award show. It's like okay, your nominees for six man of the year: Sean McDonald. Shot that he gets in. Next person shows one shot. Next person like one highlight for, like, the nominations and then, like, just yeah. barely anything. And then they get him up on stage, they have this awkward one-on-one conversation with him. Did you think you were going to win? No, I didn't. Otherwise, <laughs> I'd probably have a speech ready, mate. Like, just shit. 
Oh my gosh! No, I need to put it on YouTube. When it, when, and when it's such a small nomination, that is just the biggest cop cop out yeah. question. It's like, do you think you're going to win? Well, I had a one in five chance, so like twenty one in three. Chance. Well, one in three, thirty three percent chance. I'm, I like the odds, you know. Like, they're not bad. You know, it was the one highlight the award show. The only thing I enjoyed was watching the comments come up on the side, just absolutely ripping it. The three point three k people. It wasn't even on TV. It was on YouTube. That's yeah. It's just not on. It's not on. Because ESPN knew what they were in for. Like, can you guys give us a run sheet? They're taking one look at. It. Seen a fucking magician on there and just got there. Yeah, no, guys, go to YouTube. We're not having that on ESPN. We'll play a replay of the All Star game with no defense from the NBA. We'll put that on the time slot instead of yours. Go to YouTube, mate. I'll tell you what. There's. I will say. If we talk, if we if we're able to talk NBA, <laughs> their All Star Weekend was an absolute fucking joke. Oh yeah, get rid of it. If yeah. they don't care about playing regular season, why they got Anthony Edwards and Scotty Barnes were shooting backwards in the skills challenge? Really? Scotty Barnes was Are you kidding me? Shot backwards. Oh, oh no! Anthony Edwards from the I... corner, he did everything left-handed. He shot the whole lot left-handed. What a piss take! What would you rather watch, Kizzy? What would you rather watch, NBA All Star Weekend? Or sit down and watch the NBL Awards show. Oh, there's more no, time is far more valuable than no. I I, I'd like it. to watch the awards show because the NBL All Star, uh, NBA All Star. If they've got blokes like Jalen Brown, they had to to make the dunk contest somewhat watchable. They had to make teams sign two G League guys to get enough people to yeah. go in. Matt McClung and that fucking yeah. Toppin guy. Yeah, that's his brother. Yeah. Oh. Um, now here's one for you. Anyway, thinking of. The question you just asked, Baz. NBA award show crossover with NBA All Star Weekend. Imagine the quality of the NBA All Star Weekend. I think they should do an NBA exhibition. I think they should do a three point contest. I don't know yeah. about a dunk contest. No way, not a dunk contest. I don't think there's enough. But no. I'd no. love to see DJ Chris Goulding. Uh, One player from each team, I reckon. Yep, I'd like yeah. to. I'd like to see that. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Yeah, that would be okay. They could have a few other events. Like, these ones just come to mind um, off the top of my head. They could have the umpires sit down and see how many times they can blow the whistle in a minute. Um, <laughs> see if it's the same as see if it's the same as when they do a match. Um, so, that'd be a good event. I'm sure everyone would tune in. <laughs> no, no, they do. They do. Happy with that one. <laughs> That's good. I thought you were going to say something about the magician. <laughs> Oh, nah. What, what? So, Larry, is it Larry Kettleman? Yeah, Kesselman. So, Kesselman. No, nah, uh, Kesselman. The, the, the yeah. NBL board are sitting around. Award show. <laughs> award show. Boys, we need to think different. We need to be bold. We need to be. And someone's over <laughs> the corner and said, why don't, we, why don't we get a magician? That'd be cool. Oh, the, the public would like that. 25 year old males, 25, 30 year old males who love watching basketball. Next generation basketball. love watching a magician on their YouTube. Top it off, he, he had his trick was he had the bloody mascot, and all he did was get some letters from the audience and call it Rick. Who was that Tasmanian bloke <laughs> on the talent show? What was his name? Who the bloke with the um Diablo? No, 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 there was oh. a magician. Was that there was a magician? Oh, I Constantino, move on, but uh, it's the only magician I know. All right, we better move on. We could talk about this all night, I reckon. Uh, so uh. oh, you guys got me in stitches, that's bloody funny. Uh, so we're going to go to uh, learning of the year. So flip it back to Supercoach. Uh, what was the main thing? Tino. What's his name? That's what I said, mate. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear you. Oh, mate. I said I know two magicians. Constantino and the one from last night. Oh, <laughs> I didn't hear that. No, I was going to hear Did you actually say that? <laughs> yeah, go back to the edits, mate. Either mute me or just pump it up a little bit louder. Either, either way. <laughs> All right. So, one, what was the main thing that you learned from doing NBL Supercoach this year? Main learning was well, I learned a few things. One, there's the first half of the season. I forgot about that. Only for the second <laughs> half. Um, Very good tonight. Nah, but yeah. In in all seriousness, I think I learned that um, that you can't trade in a player for one week. Because um, if you try and target a week and say, like, oh, hey, I'm going to trade in TJ McCall, he's got a double this week, favorable matchup. I'm going to trade the bloke out for him and then McCall the next week. 
Um, you can't trade blokes in for, for one week. You have to have a, a plan to, to have them for long term. I think I found that out. I had Tyler Harvey. I think I bought him in um, at the start of the doubles for Illawarra and I could comfortably just lock that position in for for like eight, ten weeks and that, that really helped me. I didn't have to worry about any trades there. So I think that that, that was my big learning, but that also linked in with um, I just couldn't have too many players from the one team. Um, if I had a heap of blokes from the one team, I'd just be shot in the foot for, for a week. I ended up with too many Melbourne and Sydney players at one point in time. And it just took too long to get rid of them. It's like a three-week transition. And then you're like, okay, I've got another guy. They play a double in another week. Can I hold him for one more week? And then mm. it just ended up holding blokes that I shouldn't have been holding on to for Special far too long. Injuries as well. Yeah. <clears throat> My biggest learning, um, especially through Monday to Thursday, is just don't do it. If you want your sanity, <laughs> if you want to, if you want to not overthink things, if you want to like patience, if you don't want to get crabby, if you want to watch the basketball game without without complaining if they're going to turn the ball over, or if they or if they miss a shot, or if they do something silly, just just don't do NBA super coach. You're just trying to, you're just trying to increase your odds for next year, eh? No. You're just trying to increase your odds. No, my biggest learning, my biggest learning was, um, don't burn your boost too early. Yeah, I didn't have, I didn't have a boost after round twelve, and um, yeah. I really missed it. It's a, she's all forgot about them things. It was a cash, it was a, yeah. they're a big cash making tool as yes. well. The boost, and um, I think that's why I kind of started not. Increasing my, I was only in the second half of the year. I was steady. Mm. I wasn't able to. I wasn't able to increase my position because I wasn't able to rotate as well as I did in the first half. First half I was unbelievable, but yes. like I said, burnt boost. I just need to be a little bit more patient. Mm. Maybe go a little bit harder later. Like Bats, look at Bats. He flew home because yeah. he was making cash. No wet up. He was just. It was yeah. all those little. I yeah. think. Um... I think Derry makes a good point with the boost. And I think like the most important thing is as well, like there were times when we saw guys like break even, minus one, minus minus four, minus whatever. And you look at it and you think, okay, I need to get on this guy straight away. I must have this guy in my team. And the amount of times that you traded in that person just for that sole great yeah. break even, if it wasn't someone that's a certified scorer or that has really high like scoring yeah, potential, right. I don't think there's any real point bringing that person in because yeah. like I brought in guys throughout the season that had low break evens like I brought in Sunday Detch when he had a low break even of like four I thought he was going to get it easy he ended up with like a score of like five and I made no cash and as soon as he didn't reach his break even that trade to make money he's going back down in price because yeah. he wasn't a high scoring player but like a do little yes a Trey Kell yes those sort of guys that bottomed out that you can then trade in for cash makes a lot more sense I, than just I, I a bit of a reach. I'm going to have to – next year, my my aim is to, to bring in guys that are not, not so much point scorers as such, but they're stats accumulators. You look at guys like – I've only got this guy at the top of me. You look at a guy like Tanner Krebs. He's going to play huge minutes. He's going to play good minutes, but he only really does one thing. He's a, he's a – tries to score the ball, you know what I mean? Whereas someone like a Tyrell Harrison, he may only score four points, mm. but he's going to get you eight rebounds. He's yeah. going to get you a couple of assists. He might block some shots. He might get a hand on the ball. The guys that are actually active all the time in the game are the ones that I'm going to start looking at more and more. Yeah, don't mind it. Yeah. Of course you bring up Tyrell Harrison. Thanks for uh, putting two up, mate. I won't bother. No, I, um, I had the... Uh, Making cash throughout the year was not as challenging as I thought it was going to be. I thought I used boosts early as a way to make cash um, because I thought that it would be really difficult to make cash later in the year, um, but that wasn't the case. So um, kind of a mix of what you guys said. Yeah. There were guys late in the year that, that really did jump up in price. You look at like Tyler Harvey. He was like a 210, 220 sort of player and then boomed up to about 300k. You look at McDowell White, he got down to that 180k and now bounced back up to 250. So I brought, you just got to keep an eye on those guys. I brought Tyler Harvey at 215 on a single because yeah. of his schedule coming up. 
he was on my bench that week. He scored 25 points. Mm. Uh, and he, sorry, he had 25 actual points. I don't know how many super coach points he scored, but it was a few. I think it was a 31 single game, something like that. And you're right. It's just, you got it. Those bottom outs, they're, they're a good thing to look at. Yeah. Good would, um, would your advice be as well um, to, to get the, the guys, the imports in, because they started at a 277k price. And you look at the imports that ended up, um, like none of the, these guys all boomed in price and um, really high scorers like PJC, Gary Clark, Pat Miller, um, to Jim McCall. Well, he actually wasn't import this year, but those three were the, they're really the only three imports that boomed in price and had probably really good years. Looking back at it, looking now, there's Anthony Lamb was another one. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it just depends on the starting price of other guys as well, like how you can build your squad around that. Um, looking at probably the early schedule for the imports as well. So like Gary Clark obviously didn't have a really good schedule till late. So was he a guy that you still would have started with? Well, I think I think that's actually not a bad play, especially when you're starting to. Try to just accumulate money straight away. Like obviously their break evens aren't going to be massive if they're only got that one game. So yeah. like I don't mind the single game, the single game bigger scorers on your bench. I've found that to be quite an effective way to keep scoring points. Yeah. I've so many things yeah, next year. Well for you. Yeah, you know, just so many things next year. I'm just like yeah. thinking about <clears throat> I don't like to overthink it. So yes. Right uh, we'll move on. Uh so I'm going to pose you both a question here around our heroes and rookies. So I've got a bit of a tally put together from the year. Uh, And you get three guesses each of a player that you think would be in the top five. Uh, Sorry, I'll give you – we'll go top three. Uh, Who do you think, Baz, would be the top three heroes from the year? Um, PJC. Um. JLA and Tyrell Harrison or Josh Bannon. Oh, Tyrell Harrison. I'll go Tyrell Harrison. Right, Derek. Can I say similar names? Can you I can say the same if you like. I, I think JLA, yes. I think to Jim McCall. Oh, yeah, good chat. And I think early days. Early Days, maybe. Oh, see those Cairns guys because they played so much. You got to think Patrick Miller, <clears throat> Muscles uh, Miller. I'll give you the top three. We only had three players who got more than three votes. Okay, so that's good. That's in good. the hero. So no, Tyra has. Oh, so you might be on here. On four, Anthony Lamb. Yep, makes sense. Oh yeah, yep. makes sense. Unreal early in the year, Jalen Galloway. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. And then on five. Gary Clark. Wow. They're our top three. I thought the Cairns boys would have been higher. Yeah. I reckon through that period of time, we got a bit of fatigue and we'll kind of like go, oh, we won't just give it to McCall this week because he got it last week. Yeah. Maybe. Um, So, yeah, yeah, McCall McCall had three. Gary Clark, probably late. Yeah. Late coming home. He was a wet sailor, you could say. Yeah, Yeah, well, you gave it to him this week, so you gave him the win. (laughs) (laughs) Right. We'll start with you this time, Derek. Uh, top three brickies. Well, you see, now it's funny because also JLA was a top three in, but I know Baz got frustrated with him more than one occasion. <laughs> so I'm thinking, I'm thinking JLA snuck in there a couple of times, but I never owned him and I don't think you did either. So that's no, I did. a call. Um, can I pinned up, pinned up? Pinder, I'm going Pinder because he fucked you over. He fucked him over. Um, <clears throat> uh, Sam Wallenberg. <laughs> Berg, Berg's, he's, yep, fucking. And um, Marcus Lee, just. <laughs> Baz? This has been twice now. Yeah. Um, I reckon it's got to be Denzel Valentine. Uh, yep. <laughs> Yeah, he um, he has to be in there. Um, I agree, it's got to be the Wardenberger, and 
Only because I know I gave it to this bloke about 16 weeks in a row. It's got to have Jonah Bowler. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you've not done very well, either of you. Surely DJ Hogue's on. Uh, I thought I nailed it. Surely Denzel Valentine's DJ Hogue. You have t- tallied this up wrong. No, I recorded it. Yeah. DJ Hogue was on there twice. Was... Denzel Valentine was on there once. I was going to say, I didn't think he was on there that long, mate. I don't think we owned it for long enough for him to be on there. <laughs> but he got a lot of bugs. Right, here's the top three. And this one is funny as, I reckon. Jalen Galloway. <laughs> Late for me, though. Yeah. Couldn't get rid of the cunt. Yeah. <laughs> on five. Now, this I thought was really interesting as well. This was a tie for first, both on five. Mitch Creek. Obviously early. Yeah. And got injured through the middle yeah. of the year. And Bryce Cotton. Got oh, five as well. I think we... Because we just had too high to stand it. Yeah. yeah. So those harsh, were the top harsh two. on him. Harsh on him. Yeah. Very, very harsh. So those were the top two... Oh, I can't believe the ball. Burger survived. Yeah, like Burger has two. Burger needs to be, there needs to be a Sam Burger award. That should, that should be called the Brickie next year. It shouldn't be called the Brickie. It should be called the, the Burger. Burger Boy. Chicken Burger. Sam Burger. All right. Uh, we'll go into lot ladder predictions. Oh, God. <laughs> I deleted mine. I think bad? I nailed it. Baz, you did pretty well. Right, so uh I'm Sydney top, so we'll go from sixth. Baz had New Zealand, which did finish sixth. They finished sixth. Fifth. Fifth. Perth. Three seconds. Them. Finished last. Tazzy. Playing the tornadoes. They finished third. Third. They finished sixth. And Melbourne. First. Pretty good. Dairy. Yeah, I'll oh, take that. Top. Perth. Well, they finished second. They're in the six. That's good. Jazzy. Yep, above the line. Yes. Above the line. We did That's above the line. Did, yes. yes. Uh, Sam? No. But now let's be real. <laughs> Sam were fucked over by injuries all yes. year. Yep. Uh, New Zealand? I also think they were bad. Above the line. Above the line. New Zealand above yeah. the line. What did you say, Baz? Uh, I think Sam were riddled by injuries. They were so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then so, you had Melbourne and Sydney. So I don't. There was only so yeah. So you picked five as well. Yeah. Right. Here's mine. New Zealand. Tassie. The Hawkies. You did well there. I we I baked you for that earlier. Yeah, you did. Yep. Sam. This is why you had the segment in there. Yep. Sam. Melbourne. Sydney. So the one that you missed, Baz, was Illawarra, and I missed Illawarra too. Seventh. You had them eighth, mm-hmm. and I had Perth seventh. Who did I have last? Uh, we all had Adelaide, and I was pretty strong on yeah. that. But they didn't. Yeah, we, it was yeah. like seventh yeah. or eighth. So I listened back to this the other day, and my reasoning for having Perth missing was based on their not having that other import spot. And I said, however, I do think that they will move in um, if they can find a solid four. So I thought I did pretty well as well. Uh, Extra seats, mate. Yeah, that's right. Check and key. All right. So the next thing that we're going to move on to is awards. So we've got some, you guys, I'm going to test your memories here a little bit. So we obviously don't have, don't know who's won the title, so I'll give you those. So Baz, you had Melbourne looking pretty yeah. good. I had Sydney. You had Sydney. Looking terrible. Not as bad as mine. I had Sam. Okay, they're not okay. At least mine are in the final, I suppose. <laughs> mine were nowhere near. So, where did Sydney finish? What did you say? That Six. Six. So, they got to go over to New Zealand and try and knock them off. Didn't New Zealand? I swear New Zealand finished. Because they, yeah, they're playing in Sydney, aren't they? Yeah, New Zealand six. Yeah, New Zealand six. Yeah. Right. Uh, MVP. Who did you have? I think I either had Bryce Cotton or Jalen Adams. Yeah, Jalen Adams. Yep. Baz? I'd Bryce, I'd Bryce Cotton. Yeah, and I'd Mitch Creek. When the you were high on Saturday, <clears throat> Melbourne. Yeah, they're going to win it. You said that multiple times. I did. That's all right. Um, with yeah. the your super coach team with the Creaky. Yeah, literally. I saw mirror. I saw two things on Mitch Creek. 
Yeah. The first thing is, I don't think he deserved to get an All-NBL uh, second team. But also, I saw a thing the other day which said that South East Melbourne have butchered the uh, MVP calibre years that Mitch Creek has. Um, and that yeah. now that he's no longer a next-gen star, um, <laughs> they've absolutely butchered it. So, yeah, yeah, I did see that the other day, which I thought was interesting. Dave Riddle got injuries for like three years. Okay. Which is rough. Yeah. Right. Bats, coach of the year, you had? I probably had Scott Roth, I reckon. Yep, you did. Derek? I went to Goliath, um, New Zealand's coach. Yeah, you went Modi Mayor. And here's mine. Jackamus from Illawarra. Who got the sack? Who got the ass? Well, you can credit him for being coach of the year. Yeah. He he gave the sack. Who did win coach of the year? Uh, fair. Which I think the whole Peyton call was, yeah, it was cute, but he only coached half the year. Yeah. Vickerman, they what, how many games did they lose? Like 10 in the end. I thought thought really he was going to win it. Illy winning defense by the year again. We'll get to that. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Next gen, who Jeff? If I know. You had Alex Saar. Well, as did I. Well, the fuck. No, well, I would. I would have gone Sam Fraling if I knew it was an Adam Twenty Seven award. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, fair. Yeah. Do you remember who you had, Bass? Um, maybe Clint Steindl for next gen. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, yeah, I can't remember. So you had Armstrong. Yeah, Armstrong. You had Saar. So when the nominees came out, Saar, Travers, and Fraling, who did you think was going to win it? Saar, Travers. Yeah, I thought so. Travis. Yeah. I thought Travis. Next gen. I, he's projected to when, be um, first overall yeah. pick in the NBA draft. They need to have a next stars award and then a twenty ones award, I reckon. Yeah. Uh, when I watch Saar play when I watch Saar play, like watching him on the TV is nothing at all like watching him in um person. Like watching him live was just phenomenal. He looked that's unbelievably good. Like yeah. his impact looks unreal. Yeah, so much like he like just did floaters over the top of Magne. Like made Magne look small. It was yeah. just nuts. Yeah. He's good, isn't he? Uh defensive player bass. Um who do I have at the start of the year? Shay Ely, I reckon. Yeah, Zion. No, maybe Delavadova. Yeah, Chatham. Zion Chatham. Did you have? Yeah, okay. I, I, I'm, I'm hoping I said Shay Ely. You did say, yeah. say Shay Ely. And I, I said Jordan Usher because he said he was going to win it. <clears throat> uh, and then the nominees were McDaniel, Ely and Magne. I think Magne actually probably yeah. the, the but mm. Maybe Tassie Blast. Yeah. I thought McDaniel was going to nah, win it. I thought Shay Ely won it based off his last five, six years. I don't think he was in any of the games I watched Melbourne play. I, I also think that Shaley won it off like a few things. I think he won it off the previous years and, oh, he hasn't won one yet. He, he's a defensive player. He should win it. I think he won it off. That's one of the reasons. Then the second reason, I think, is um, I think is because he doesn't do anything else. He doesn't do anything else but play defense. So mm-hmm. I think that that exemplifies his defense. Whereas like Magne gets put back, gets... Like offensive boards, puts them back in, gets the same dunk plays. So because he does something else other than just play defense. So you've said he takes the same thing. Baz <laughs> is enjoying the sound of it. Nah. Yes, he is. <laughs> right. Um, you shut up for a minute. Uh, <laughs> six man of the year. One word. Who did you have? Cam Glidden. Yep, that's two words. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, oh, for some reason, I feel as if I said. Someone from Sydney. You said Delhi. I did. And I thought he was going to start off the bench, but he yeah. didn't. Yeah. And very similar with mine. I said PJC. I thought he was going to be the Barry Brown from New Zealand last year. And then obviously Dale That's White. That's a tough one to guess. Got injured. Yeah. Um, so then the finalists were Clark, McDonald, and Magna. Good on Sean McDonald. Hmm. I thought Magna. He, he didn't win, win it. He most improved, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, he did. I thought Magna was going to win it. Who do you think, Bass? Yeah, I'll probably, yeah, I'll probably agree. Made no massive impact off the bench. Yeah, uh, most improved, Bass. You didn't give us one. You can think of one. Uh, you know who went? Don't know Travers. Nope. You went Angus Glover. I did. I knew I picked him for. <laughs> oh, that makes me sick. 
No, no, no. He said he dominated NBL one. It did. It did <laughs> dominate NBL one. And the, but <laughs> Angus Glover is a moments player. That's exactly the words I used when I listened to it the other day. He's a moments player. Yes. Those guys unfortunately don't get enough moments. They get yeah. They shoot their three and then they come out. Mm. Now I had Nick Marshall, and then changed to Corin Galloway. Because I thought Adelaide were going to be Nick shit and Marshall. they were going to play. Didn't he the get nominated guys. for the award? No. So the nominees were Jalen Galloway, Sean McDonald, and Tyrell Harrison. Like. Hmm. <clears throat> uh, now, points leader. We all went Connor. So boring. And yep. the winner was, on average and total, Cotton. Now, this one we went for total rather than average. Rebounds. Do you know yet? No. You had... I reckon I had Alan Williams. You had Baines, Baz. Alan Williams? No, because no. he was injured at yeah, the start Baines. of the year, and that's why we did total on this uh, one. Average. Um, so you had Baines, and we both had Pinder. Uh, the total winner was Sam Frawley. Next start. Next gen, I meant. Next start. Next gen. And average was Source. Assists. Who'd you have, Baz? Will McDowell White? You had Taryn Armstrong. <laughs> Big year. Oh, that is a huge call on the kid. No pressure whatsoever. <laughs> on the back of where? And we had the same person. Not Taryn Armstrong, but you and I had the same. Josh Wajet. He's not the <laughs> Who do we have? We had Jalen Adams. God. Yeah, so many. Yeah. Now, the most assists was PJC. The highest average was Delhi. Darren will lead it eventually. Are you going to pick him next year? I think I will. Uh, I just hope they don't pick two guards with him. Yeah. What did Taron finish in assists? Uh, not sure, sorry. Um, Steels? Who'd you have, Baz? Uh, Nathan Sobey. You can't look at it, what you wrote down there. <laughs> He was too quick on that. No, I didn't. I was looking to see how many assists Taron Armstrong got. But yes, you did and have. Some... He wasn't even in the top ten. Shaili, yeah, and I had Luke Travis. PJC won both categories: totals and average. Blocks and Baz. Pinda. Close yet, Sar. No pressure again. Could you have? Don't know. Marcus Lee. Gosh. <laughs> I sucked. And I had Isaac Humphreys. And the total winner was Huck Porty. Average magnate. So you're kind of. I just thought Marcus Lee would be so yeah. much better. Yeah. Uh, threes. <clears throat> Baz? No comment. Damn, believe it. Chris Goulding. Yeah, you went Goulding and I went Tyler Harvey. And Chris Goulding won. And Goulding won on both categories. Uh, super coach average. <clears throat> Who'd you have, Baz? Bryce Cotton. You had Zylan Cheatham. I would have had Jalen Adams. Yeah, you had Jalen Adams and I had Bryce Cotton. <clears throat> Bryce Cotton scored the most. Alan Williams had the best average. That was source. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting one. This one could be determined in a variety of ways, but cash cow. So we kind of looked at this from the cheapy perspective. Who was going to make the most cash out of those cheap? Well, I would have said Saar. And I'm yeah, yeah, not, Saar. not knowing the scoring system. Yeah. He was never going to max out at a big price. No. But you did have Saar. Yeah. Did you have Baz? I'll probably add Arm. I'll probably add Armstrong. You had Bobby Clintman. So you and did I, get up there. I had Lockie Albrick. <laughs> Mate, the bloke hasn't changed in price. He's gone backwards. <laughs> yeah, literally. Now, I'll give you I'll give you three things. So I've separated them into three categories. Cheapies, middies, and stars. <clears throat> so the top three cheapies on price increase, and I just went to from their basement price to their maximum price, not overall for the season. So the third highest, do you want to have a guess? 
who would be in top three? I'll give you one guess, H. Can we please uh, ask the question again? So who do you think out of the cheapies? So that was classified as anyone who started under 150K. Yep. Who, from their start yep. to peak. What up the most? Yeah. Josh Bannon. Right? Josh Bannon. Yep, gotcha. <laughs> what? Peak, 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 150. Fuck, 40. He was actually priced. He was priced at one seventy two at the start of the year. But anyway, that's all right. Uh, so Meninga was number three. Huge. Started at sixty nine. Peaked at two thirty four in round fourteen. Adam Ford. Yeah, Ford actually got two nominations for Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> Second started at one hundred and eight. Peaked at two seventy six in round nineteen. Ben Eyre. Really? Yeah. Fucking hell. He, did he? They had no one else to play. Yeah, at the end of the year, they had no one else. Jesus. And then number one, Baz nailed it, was Josh Bannon, started at 69, peaked at 29 in round 11. Who, Josh Bannon? Yeah. He was really good. Elite. Now, in the middies, um, so I did, I did 35, the top 35. There was only three middies in the top 35. So think about that for strategy next year. So number three, or do you want to have guesses? Give us one. Puck forty. So what was this? What was their starting price here? Um, under two fifty. Uh, I mean, I'm Chris Goulding. So one fifty to two fifty, right? Goulding and you. Yeah. Yeah. So number three was Ty Webster. Started at one seventy four. Peaked at 247 in round 17. Second was Huck Porty. Started at 172. Peaked at 250 in round five. And then number one was Magna. Started at 173. Peaked at 309 at the end of round 20. Yeah. yeah and the other one is players above um, 250, except for one guy. He's not the top three, but um, spoiler, DJ Vasilievich started at 248. Um, so, but I put him in there as well. So, guess the top three of those guys. Uh, PJC, Anthony Lamb. Who are you going to go And um, Gary Clark. And TJ McCall. Okay. No, Trey Kill. Trey, Trey Kill. Sorry. Yeah. So, Kill, number three. PJC and Anthony Lamb. Number three was a tie. Both started at 277, so imports, up to 405. One of them hit it in round 10 and the other hit it in round 20. Round 10 was Patrick Miller, so he went up a lot quick. And then the other was PJC, peaked in round 20. Uh, number two, Trey Kell, started at 261, peaked at 411 in round 20, which was actually round 19 because he didn't play round 20. And then number one was Lamb, started at 277, peaked at 438 and ran 14. So there was a real range, which I found interesting. Most of the guys in that top 35, except for Clintman, Mayan, Tui, and Huck Porty, all peaked after round 10. And that's why that was my biggest learning that cash can be made the whole year. Yes. All right, last thing uh, is our award. So our, we'll start with the tipping. Um, so the winner of this one uh, gets the signed Jack McVeigh jersey. Uh, so that was actually pretty close. We had Kaysan, 82, finished on 80. Lenny, 777, finished on 81. So well done to you guys. But the winner was our man, Jaron Hugan. Badges. Badger Basketball, he finished on 83. So hit us up on Instagram, Hughes, and we'll, uh, we'll get your details and ship that one off. Uh, the Super Coach League, Derry, you finished third. Uh, in second, in second, 8.4 goals, Grenfell, Darren. Uh, he finished second. And then the winner of that one was the Clint Stein Daddy. I would like to put, I would like to say before before you congratulate him <laughs> that good job wet sales that's a wet sales award. 
Yeah. Oh, Royal Rank. Yeah, we get to that. There's, that's why there's two. Can I add in that the bloke was, that was most robbed in the uh, Supercoach League was old uh, Chukami. He, he was robbed. Now, I've got to give you a spoiler about that. I was talking to him in maybe round 14. And Richard in our league was not that Richard. Really? We thought it was dominating. It was not him. He was oh. ranked in the top 2,000, the big fella. <laughs> you went, you went <laughs> Yeah. And I said, that's all right. I won't tell where he's about now. It's the end of the season. <laughs> Funny. Um, yeah, so like in NBL uh, jersey. Very nicely done. Uh, overall, uh, so right. the winner of this one's the Jibbers Hot Sauce uh, prize pack. Jibbers uh, chomping at the bit to get that one out, so get your details to us through the Instagram. In third was Glover Goat, uh, finished on 7,991 points. Nothing with String, no Clintos, uh, finished on 8,067. And then Gerard the Spider Pig finished on 8,096. So Gerard, get in touch with us through the Instagram and we'll get that get that prize pack sent out from Juba. And thanks for your support all year, great man. You are a star. Uh, <clears throat> and then the UR pod rankings. Uh, I finished last on 7,043 points. Uh, Clint Stein, daddy, second. The wet sales on 7561. That's a long way in front of me. Uh, and then number one. There he is, the Zinger Boxers on 7792. So there is your ring. Great man for when you want to pop the question. But it is uh, perpetual. So if you don't win next year, which uh, you've said that you will, uh, you'll keep it. Now, you will also get a perpetual shield as well to hang up on the mantelpiece for a year. So with that, we'll sign off. Thanks, everyone, for... A great year and uh, enjoy your off season. Crunching numbers like Baz will be, figuring out who the best bottom outs will be. <laughs> Derry will be admiring his ring. He's already doing some uh, finger. He doesn't work. know how to wear it. <laughs> yeah, it's Don't worry, Derry. It doesn't say perpetual on it. No, that one doesn't, but it is. Um, hey, enjoy whatever fantasy yeah. sports you do over the off season and we uh, look forward to seeing everyone back ready to go for next year. Ta-da! Bye now.